Praise the Lord, you can be seated. I'm Randy, or Bubba, that's Brother Huddleston in the seat there. I want to say I'm thrilled to have my mom and dad and mama with me tonight. She's not my real grandma, but she's just as good as my real grandma. And I thank them for coming out tonight. You know, and if I want to say something before I get started tonight. I want to give honor where honor is due and give some roses. If there's anything good in this old boy, it's because of those two people sitting on that pew right there. They showed me what it meant to live for God. They showed me what it was like. They, I seen the change in their life from the way they were to the way they are. They made me realize there's nothing worth going back for. Because I knew them before. Y'all know them now. And I know what a mighty work my God done in their hearts and their lives. I know what a mighty work God's done in my life and He's not finished with me yet. I just want to say, like I said, repeat it again, if there's any good thing in me, it's from the seeds that these two, my parents, put inside of me. Any fault that I've got of my own accord has nothing to do with them. You know, and they come out tonight to hear me preach. And I really hope you wasn't hoping to hear a 45 minute to an hour long sermon because it's probably not going to happen. But Brother McCall asked me to get something for tonight two weeks ago. But God gave me what I was going to preach tonight a month and a half ago. And most of the time, I come up here and I feel kind of nervous. But tonight, I'm not nervous. Because I know I've got a word tonight, and I may be just talking to myself. Brother Donnie, I woke up this morning, and I always get up early. I usually get in the truck and I take a ride. See, I like the morning time. This morning was different, Brother Donnie. As I drove down the road, I watched the sun come up over the eastern horizon. As it began to shine across the fields on the fresh frost on the, on the ground. I begin to think how much better I like sunrises than I like sunsets. Because when I see a sunset, I'm thinking about all the missed opportunities, the things I missed during the day, the way I wasted my day. Missed opportunities to talk about God to somebody. But when you see that sun come up in the morning, it's a new day, it's a new opportunity. It's like God gives you a blank paper and says, here, try again. You know, I'm thankful that we're serving a God who believes in letting you start again. I get started tonight when I give you the title of my message. You're probably going to think it's a little comical. But God gave me the, gave me the title sitting right over there one Sunday morning while Brother McCall was preaching. And it's, it's a question. Are you over the hill? 
Are you over the hill? When you get to thinking about being over the hill, yeah, I turned 40 this year. and You know, I remember when I was a boy, I, my dad, I think, turned 32 or 33, and I thought it'd be funny. I made a little birthday card with his hill on it and a car on the back side of it going down really fast, and I said, over the hill. He wasn't but 33 then, but I thought that was mighty funny. You know what? I'm 40 now. It ain't so funny anymore. Dad, you wasn't over the hill then. And you know what? You're not over the hill now. Yeah, like I said, I've already, I turned 40 last year. And, and it's a great milestone in life. It's a time in your life where your mind and your body, they don't work together real good. See, your mind and your body, they have differing opinions. Your mind tells you, yeah, you can. You can do it. You can pick that up. You can jump across that ditch. You're out hunting. You can climb that tree. When you try it, your body says, boy, no, you can't. But you know... Where, yeah, it may be the truth, my eyes are getting a little blurry. My dark wavy hair is quickly turning gray and turning loose. After a hard day's work, my back aches and my feet, they hurt really bad. But one thing's for certain, I'm never going to be over the hill. I'm never going to be over what happened that day on Calvary's Hill. You see, what I'm talking about has nothing to do with your age. What I'm talking about has to do with what happened on that lonely hill at Calvary. What happened there changed my life forever. What happened there will change your life forever if you'll let it. You see, in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, it proclaims. I'm going to read it kind of slow so maybe it will sink in. Surely he hath borne our griefs. He's carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten our God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. I'm going to ask you again tonight, are you over the hill? When you read in Luke chapter 22, when our Lord was praying in the garden, and He sat there and He prayed, Lord, if it be Your will, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but Thy will be done. And as He prayed in great agony, the Bible says, he prayed until his sweat became his great drops of blood. When you read these verses, can you feel the burden? Can you see that agony? Does it still affect you like it used to? Or are you over the hill? Mom, every time when I was a little boy and I was burning up with a fever, or when those times when I couldn't breathe, when you lay hands on me or you call the pastor and he would pray and that fever would go or all of a sudden I'd be able to breathe 
You know why? It's because of that beating he took before he was nailed to that cross. I'll never be over what happened at that hill. You know, when I read in Matthew how when Jesus yielded up the ghost and when he died, the Bible says there was a great earthquake that shook the earth and the temple veil was torn from top to bottom. You know what it represents? It represents that now I can go before the throne of God. The the mercy seat was opened up for the first time for the common man to go before the throne. You didn't have to go through a priest anymore. God made himself the ultimate sacrifice. There was no need for another blood sacrifice. We could go boldly before that throne and ask God for mercy. You know, I feel a little sorrow when I read these what happened to Jesus when he was going down the way of suffering carrying that heavy cross upon him I have a vivid imagination he did that for me are you over the hill does it still affect you like it used to I don't ever want to be over the hill You know, there was a time I found myself getting over the hill. It became just a story. You know, I really don't even know why I made notes tonight. I'm not really following them. You know, being over Calvary's Hill, like I said, has nothing to do with age. A young teenager can find himself over the hill. Harrison, don't let yourself get over the hill. An old man can find himself over the hill. I don't want to ever be over the hill. (laughs) He gave too much. He paid too high price for you and for me. We can never be over the hill. You know, as much sorrow as he endured on the cross and before he went to the cross, there was something else that happened too. See, you read when on that third morning he was laying in that tomb. When they went to check on Jesus, he was supposed to be in that tomb. But when they got there, the stone was rolled away. And the angel said, why seek ye the living among the dead? Because our God's not in that tomb anymore. Oh, we're serving a living God. We're serving a triumphant God who lives and He's able to do whatsoever we have need of and whatsoever we ask. Are you over the hill? Like I said, I wasn't going to be long and Ryan can come to the piano. I'll share this one last story with you. I don't know how many people here know who Garrison Killier was. But he was the host of a long-running radio show called The Prairie Home Companion. Used to listen to it a little bit on KSU on Saturday afternoons. Most of the time it was nothing but silliness. But from time to time he would drop a thought-provoking gem. One of the stories he shared from his childhood, he talked about how that they would get together and they'd have these big family reunions. 
had lots of fun with family and friends and lots of food. He said they always liked the food part, but he admitted getting a little bit embarrassed when they'd ask his Uncle Carl to pray. You see, Uncle Carl, when he got up to pray for the food, he didn't get any hurry. Garrison Curier said he could pray the mashed potatoes cold and the bread moldy. But the thing that impressed me the most about what he had to say, he said Uncle Carl would go through the family thanking God for everything. But said that when he got to the part of thanking God for the sacrifice that he made on Calvary, Uncle Carl would break down and start crying and sob uncontrollably. Garrison said, we all knew the sacrifice that God made for us. See, Uncle Carl just never got over it. If we could all stand this afternoon. Have you found yourself maybe getting a little bit over the hill? Calvary doesn't mean exactly what it used to mean to you anymore. You see, if what happened at Calvary doesn't affect you anymore, then you can't effectively tell others about Jesus. Calvary has still got to be real inside of you. And dear God, I pray I never get over what happened on that hill. Yeah, I'm getting older. Like I said, my hair is turning gray, but I'll never be over the hill. Like I say, if you find yourself in a place tonight where maybe you've gotten over the hill, I encourage you to come down to these altars tonight. As a matter of fact, it'd probably be good if we all could just come and visit the altar and visit the hill. Come on, come on, let God touch you. Come on, just kneel at the base of Calvary so that you won't be over the hill.